millions and millions of people. You are now tuned in to the Cyclones Podcast, where we focus on youth and high school basketball in and around Central Kentucky with interviews and basketball commentary from coaches, players, and basketball minds. And I'm your host, Coach Malik. Welcome to the Cyclones Podcast. I'm Coach Malik, and this is episode number 11. For all my returning subscribers, thanks for being a part of the Cyclone Nation. If you're new here, please subscribe and also leave a comment, review, or feedback. On the show today, we have Anderson County Girls Basketball Head Coach, Mr. Clay Birdwhistle. Coach, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm going to go and be honest with you, Coach. When I uh, had this idea in my mind in regards to putting the podcast together and when I settled in on the format, mm-hmm. top of my list was yourself and one other coach that I won't name yet because I ain't got him in here. <laughs> but I, um, So here we are right now, and I'm really happy to have you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. So for all the listeners who don't know who Clay Birdwhistle is, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I'm the head coach of Anderson County Girls Basketball, like you said. Um, I work at the high school as the Youth Service Center Coordinator. Um, I'm married uh, 22 years this past weekend. Congratulations. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And I have four daughters from 10 to 20. So, um, you know, just basketball and home is, is pretty much my life. And, um, you know, we we like what we do. And um, we're just fortunate to be able to be at a place that we really enjoy. So tell me how you got into coaching and kind of give us a path into the position that you're in right. now. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, of everybody you interview, I probably have the most unique story. <laughs> um, I quit basketball as a freshman. Mm, player. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was six foot two, which I'm, that's what I am now. And uh, my coordination and athleticism hadn't caught up with me. And I took some horrible advice from somebody, actually, that worked at the school. Mm. And um, I quit like a dummy. And, you know, I remember my mother asking me when I was in high school what I wanted to do, what I wanted to be. And I was like, man, I'd love to coach and be a, a teacher, but that, that I can't do that. It, I won't, I'll never have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And she was like, why? I was like, how many varsity coaches you know that didn't play? And um, so even though I quit, man, I love the game. Yeah played all the time all the time I mean my kids they, they hear me talk about in the summers we we would like move courts throughout the day and <laughs> and I mean I, I I kid you not when I'm saying I, we played six seven hours a day that, that's that's no lie yeah um, I come from a family of coaches um, my uncle used to uh, come get me at 15 years old and I'd go scouting with him Really? So I was 15 years old doing scouting reports for different uh, teams in the Ashland area. And um, I loved it. I was ate up with it. Mm. But I would never have an opportunity, or so I thought. Right. And um, so, you know, I get married. We moved to Memphis, live in Memphis about four years, come back. I'm going to school, want to get in the uh, school system. And uh, a buddy of mine asked me to coach seventh grade girls basketball. 
and I politely informed him he needed to get a checkup from the neck up. You know, the, there was there was absolutely no way. Mm-mm, no, thank you. Right. I turned it down three times. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And finally, the fourth time he comes up and he's like, I don't have anybody. And, and you know it. Can you give me one year? And I was like, I'll give you one. That's it. And here's the thing, Malik. Like, I don't have a cool story about how it was, you know, sunshine and rainbows and magical butterflies. I hated it. Really? I hated it. Because the program was at a point that it was about entitlement. It was, it, it was okay with not being excellent. And I, I, I couldn't do it. Um, we were 10 and 12. Mm-hmm. My first, my first year coaching, and uh, my wife wanted me to quit because it was affecting my health. I couldn't handle the losing. Right, couldn't deal with it. And uh, you know, season's coming to an end, and that's it for me. I'm done. And Tony Case, who was the head coach at the time, came down and he asked me to be a coach at the high school level. And I was like, Why in the world do you want me? And He's like, I think you got a knack for it. I was like, I got a knack for losing. I'm a loser. I mean, that's, that's what I'm doing right now. Like, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what you're looking at, but all I see is there's more in this column than this column, and right. that's not a good thing. And uh, and he convinced me that I had an opportunity um, to help him. I mean, it wasn't like he was doing me a favor. Like he really thought I could help him, and he offered me um, I could either be the freshman coach. Or I could be a varsity assistant. Freshman coach came with a stipend. Varsity assistant did not. And I had to go home and explain that I chose no money. And, I mean, she looked at me like I had three heads. Like, what are you doing? And uh, I told her, I was like, if, if I want to try this one more time, then I want to go learn from somebody because if I go to freshman, I'm on an island, so to speak. Yep. And I want to go learn from people that know more about it than I do. Yeah. And I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, those kids, I'm close to them to this day. Yeah. And um, so I, I decided I was going to stick with it. Well, in the meantime, the guy that hired me, as who was the eighth grade coach, quits. Hmm. So now I'm the de facto eighth grade coach going to this thing and I get the same team I just had that I, that I did not enjoy. Mm. And, and I just told them like, there's going to be a paradigm shift here. And, and then we had to explain what that meant, you know, right. like <laughs> we're, we're talking about middle schoolers, but um, what you think is okay, isn't okay anymore. Mm-hmm. And we are going to change this. And if we're going to do it, we're going to do it to, in a different way, and you just got to trust me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to work my butt off, but I expect the same out of you. Right. And um, we played a tougher schedule, and we went 16-8. and eight. We had a 10-game improvement year over year. And even in that year, uh, we played a team that beat us by 25 points. They were so much better than us. Mm. Get them in the conference tournament at the end of the first quarter. It was like 11 nothing, 12 nothing, something like that. Right. Come back and beat them. Really? And, uh, like, I got choked up in the locker room. Like, I couldn't hardly talk. Mm. And because those kids, what they lacked in athletic ability, they trusted me and they gave me their hearts. And I'll never forget, after the end of the first quarter, I told them, we're going to win this game, I promise you. I promise you we're going to win this game. But you, we've got to do this, this, and this. 
and uh, they maximize their ability, and and that and that's what coaching is. I mean, that's what we're after. That's right. right. That's right. Um, you you can talk about your record all you want to. It doesn't impress me. Um, some of the best jobs I've ever seen. These people are winning seven eight games and shouldn't win a game. Right. And I thought we got the most out of what we had. And, and then I went back to the high school. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm and, and and at the time we started our Anderson Elite program that was going to have an incoming sixth grade class. So I'm going year round. Right. No breaks. Yeah. Um, I, I coached three years didn't take a break. Mm. None whatsoever. And uh, but. It, what it did is it gave me the opportunity to get better and better and better. So I was an assistant for Tony for eight years. And then I got the opportunity to be the head coach. And because of what Tony did for me and what he did was he gave me a little bit at a time. Right. I was, it was never dumped in my lap. Mm. It was always just a little step here and a little step there. When I got that job, there was no one more prepared to be the head coach of Anderson County than me. Exactly. And, and partly because I had been schooled right, but the other part of it was I've been building it from the ground up. That's right. That's right. And, and especially at a county school, you cannot be successful if you are not tied into your middle school Definitely. And those two, you either have to have three levels. You either have to have elementary, middle school, and high school all working at a really good level, or you have to be elite at two of them, yes. in middle school and high school, yes. to be successful. And, and, and it's just been, a, it's been an amazing journey. And it's, um, I'm beyond blessed. And I tell you, it keeps you up at night sometimes. Thinks, what, I, I turned it down three times. Yeah. <laughs> what if he goes, all right, fine then, you know? Right, yeah. And um, the the blessings I would have missed out on, the the, the relationships that I have in my life, I, I, I it just it, it makes you sit still for a second and realize how fortunate you are to be doing what you're doing. Yes, yes. So speaking of teams, let's take a look and, and get your analysis of this season. Okay. Um, and I guess the most obvious question for me is, mm-hmm. how hard has it been to accept the incompleteness of it? 96 minutes. We were 96 minutes from a state title. I have worked for uh, 15 years building there. Sophie Smith, who's going to be a senior for us, when she was in first grade, I used to watch her games. Like, the, we, we didn't build this yesterday. That's right. And to have that taken away. Now, I know everybody thinks that, that they their team was going to win, and they should. I mean, they're, they're there for a reason. That's let's right. Be, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, I thought we had the best defensive team there. Um, traditionally, the two things that bother us the most would be really thick teams or super athletic teams. Franklin County was the most athletic team there, in my estimation. Um, we were able to win a game that we were trailing with 40-something seconds to go, a game that we couldn't hit the broadside of a barn from outside. 
And to be able to win that game, and, and you've been around it for a while, so you know this, if you're going to win a tournament like that, you're going to have to win a game like that. Guts game. Yes, where, where nothing works right. Guts game. E- everything everything has gone against you, and you just got to bite your lip. That's right. And you just got to push through it. Man, I'm getting coached yeah, talking yeah, about it. Yes, but because, yes. because what those kids did, man, it was special. And and, and as, as slight as, as I feel – I'm so happy that our kids – were you there that night by any chance? No, I wasn't. Okay. I didn't get to make it. Um, they, they estimated we had somewhere between 2,500 and 3,000 people from Lawrenceburg there. Now, now I definitely believe that because I was over in the region. Yeah, now yeah, I was yeah. over in the yeah, region, yeah. and y'all showed up over there. And, so. and, and for our girls to have that moment in front of their community, yeah. can't take it away. Right. I mean, you, you take you take away the opportunity for state title, but you can't take that away. So, you know, as as frustrating as it is, and, and I mean, because you never know if you'll never have another opportunity. That's right. Because we're we're not Butler and Mayo. You know, we're not going to have that level come through all the time. Um, you know, we're we're building to where we can compete with those people all the time. But but to say that. You know, actually, once Sacred Heart lost, if you look at like the Herald computer polls, we were the best team left. If you go by that stuff, and right, and you know, it, it, it's frustrating. And man, I worry about my kids. Yeah, because people do not understand what they do. They don't. No, they think a- they do. They think they do, but what they don't understand that when we start. I think this year we were a week and a half. We call it boot camp. They were two hours on the floor, hour and a half conditioning afterwards, three and a half hours every day. Go try that one on. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go, go try that. Yeah. And you're talking about the best athletes in the building can barely walk when they're done. Right. They don't fuss about it. They don't complain about it because we're chasing dreams. That's right. And, and we're we're paying a price. We're paying the mission to go where we want to go, and 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 when you do that f- for an entire season, and it and I mean, I'm I'm not the easiest person to play for all the time. Well, I ne- mean, neither am I. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, and, uh, and, I get it. And, and, and I and you do it because you love them. Like like why why did I bust my kids when they were little? Because I love them. Because I love them. I don't do it. I don't need a power trip. Mm-mm. But, and you see them, they rise from the ashes. You see them become more than they thought they could be. Right. And they're there. Right. It's right in front of you. And it's pulled out. Right. And, and it, it's, it, it's tough. And, um, you know, the juniors and such, they, they, can, they can compartmentalize that mm-hmm. and they can use it. For the next step for them. Right. I got two seniors. That doesn't do nothing for them. That's right. And it's heartbreaking because uh, Anna Foley, uh, number 15 for us, I mean, that kid would fist fight Tarzan if I told her to. Yeah. And you talk about a kid that leaves it, leaves everything out there. And and, and she, you know, she, she was like, we're going to win this thing. I was like, oh, I know. And, and to have that taken away, it's tough. But – you move on, and um, you just try to be thankful. There's certain people, there's certain teams that didn't take the floor, right? So we got that opportunity. So 
We're going to try to put on our happy face, right. but it, it, it's tough. It really is. So with that being said, and what is the message that you give your team to, um, to keep that motivation and not to um, let them get down in the dumps in regards to something like, like that? Like talking happening? about the ones that are coming back? Yes. Um, I'm just going to be honest with you. I haven't done that at all. None. I've been so concerned about their mental health. Mm. Because we we just talked about what was taken away from them. That's right. Let's not forget for some kids this this is this is where they go to get direction. This is their family. That's right. Yeah. There's certain kids that not only was basketball taken away. Not only was an opportunity for a state title, which would have been the first in Anderson County history in anything at the high school level. You had their support system taken from them. Yeah. And 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 I, I've been up many a night late worried about that because I just worry about them. Now there's some that even the but even the ones that come from great families where you know they're gonna be okay, even with those where are they at mentally? And I can't, I can't help them walk through that, whatever you want to call it, you know, that, that moment of despair or, or, or that, you know, even, even maybe some mild depression. I'm not there. I can't hold their hand. I can't walk through with, I can text them. Right. You know, I can, we don't zoom, but you know, I could do that. But it's, it's, you know, it's, it's just different than you and me oh, face yeah. to face. Oh yeah. And yeah. And that was taken away from them. Right. For three months. Right. Tomorrow will be the first day we're together. A couple of weeks ago, I met with my seniors. We broke bread together. Okay. But um, so to, to answer your question, none, zero. Oh, okay. Uh, um, I'm worried about them as people. Right. That other part will take care of itself. Right. That other part is going to be there. We'll get what we need to get. We'll do what we need to do. But right now, I am so concerned about what is going to be the ramifications for the decisions we've made. And I'm not knocking Bashir or anybody else. I'm right. not saying that they shouldn't have happened. But any decision you make, there's going to be positive or negative consequences. Of course, of course. And what, what, are, what are the ramifications for this that we're not talking about yet? Well, that, that's to be told. And, and, and that, that's where I'm at right now with those kids because the other part, I mean, you get them in a gym – they'll be they'll be who they are right right i hope i mean but again that might be something that we might have to deal with well, and, 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 and i would think it's it's going to be it's not going to be like a regular summer getting in the gym it's going to be difficult for them coming out of this as well absolutely absolutely i i think i think it's the question right now right i think it's i think it's by far the most important thing um i did everything in my power to try to help get dead period eliminated because I thought I want to get them in a gym and give them some normalcy back. Right, right. That's now, the key. Yeah, and we can't be in the gym yet. That's forthcoming, I think. But as much as I can, I need to get those kids back to normal, back to where they're held accountable. I mean, that that's a big thing, too, that we're, that nobody's talking about right now. Right. Like, I, I, don't, I don't care if their Eurostep is off. 
I care about that kid, and are they where they need to be between the years? That's if right. not, what do we need to do to help them? Yeah. And and that that's where I'm at right now, and, and eventually, you know, we'll get to the other part. But that that's my concern, and, and I mean, you know that they've missed each other a lot when they can't wait to go do conditioning. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, don't, don't, nobody likes conditioning. <laughs> and, and they can't wait. They yeah. can't wait. So, I mean, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see in – I think as coaches, we're going to have to do a lot more listening than talking right now. Yeah. we got to find out where they are. Well, and I think that would probably go with being a parent right now with teens and teenagers and preteens doing a lot of listening instead of a lot of talking as well, not just from the coaching side of it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I have a senior that didn't do a normal graduation, didn't get to go to prom. Well, I got twins. Yeah, there you go. And – um, I mean, I, I have, I have a, going to be senior in college that she's not going to go back on campus. She's going to do it online. Right. And th- those are things that we never had to deal with. And, 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 and anybody that acts like they know what the answers are right now, those are the people I don't want to listen to at all. Because they, how, how would you know? There's no way. We've never experienced this in our not life. Not even close. Not even close. Like no. Not even close. So, so to sit here and act like you have all the answers is just – it's beyond stupid to me. Right. So, um, you know, I, I think we're going to have to listen, and, and we're going to have to be very flexible in our approaches in everything, not just sports. Right. So so let me ask you, and I know probably since the lockdown, you've probably watched a ton of game film. If you've put your mentality back to that as of yet, and if you have, tell us some of the good things that you took away from your team on the court. Right. Right. Um, I tell you the thing, just going back and watching, I'm so proud of their progression. Now, we lost some games that if their head coach wasn't so stubborn, probably could have won. But I told them I'm not, I'm not letting you off the hook. We, Because um, we knew – we we had to beat Simon to get out of the eighth, which, I mean, let's not forget Simon was the number one team in the state when we played them. I mean, that's just that's true, right? And um, and they're phenomenally coached. It's a team that's been together for a long time. You you know, in their starting lineup, you probably got three mid south players. And then the web kid's going to have an opportunity to be close, either a D1 or D2 kid. And they they knew each other, and it, they, they beat you up. That's what they do. So we knew that we were going to have to play differently. <clears throat> and I was so proud of the way that we evolved throughout the season. You know, we lost a game at Collins. The next, the next practice, we had a two-and-a-half-hour film session. Now, I hope they don't listen to this, but <laughs> that's industrial-grade stupid on their head coach's part. <laughs> of course. But uh, we, we were there for two-and-a-half hours, and I was hoarse when it was over. Mm. And But they didn't pout about it. Because when, when, you, when you are given truth and when someone shows you where you're wrong, you got two options, right? You can make excuses and go the other way, or you can you can deal with it. You can move on and be better. For a teenage girl, what does it say about them? For them to 
to realize they weren't what we needed to be and get better to the point that at the end of the year, I mean, with the last seven games, no one hit 40 points on us. Yeah. And it's not like we walked the ball up the floor. No. So, I mean, we're, we're not going four corners trying to take five minutes off the clock. That's right. not um, – we became elite defensively. And that was fun for me to watch. And, it, and, and, and when I say elite, here's what I mean by that. I think we've always – or for for the last several years, we've been good two two one to two three. We do it a little bit different than most people, and we you know our fastball, so to speak, with that was good. But we knew to win that region, we had to be elite man to man. And and it, it, what's funny for me is, I don't even like zone. Really? No. I mean, eight years middle school coach, no zone. For us to become as good at the man as we were at the two three, okay, yeah, that's what that's when we live in different real estate. Yeah, okay. Now I catch where you. So yeah. so that that's when when I say elite, that's because most people got a fastball. Mm-hmm. Or when you're talking about the elite teams, anyway. Right. But to be able to do multiple things. Mm-hmm. There's not too many. Right. There's not too many. Mm-mm. And it makes it really hard. I mean, th- think about trying to scout us. So we play Simon Kent and we play man-to-man, what, 80% of that game? Come back, play Owen County, don't play one second of man. Right, right. If you're South Oldham, what are you thinking? You don't know. <laughs> what do you prepare for? You can't. Because um, you can't prepare for both in that short period of yeah, time. Yeah, because you're talking about the tight turn. <laughs> And and so that's and even in that Franklin County game at the state tournament, we had we kept switching. Even though um, I thought our zone was better than our man to be in that game Mm -hmm. because they're so they're so quick. Good grief, they're athletic as all get out. But if I stay in that zone, those kids get used to it. Right. I don't care how good it is. Oh, of course. I mean, they're they're a phenomenal team, and so. We wanted to try to keep them off balance as much as we could. And specifically, you know, Lord of mercy, Brooklyn's a handful. And um, the the more comfort she has, you know, the more this turns gray, right? <laughs> and, and, and I with her, like kind of like you said, you know, you can't let her get in a groove. No, no. I mean, I mean. It's got to be sticking points for her somewhere. But if she gets in that groove. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, she's a phenomenal talent. Right. No, no, there's there's no question. Um, she's probably going to be Miss Basketball next year. Um, she's going to go to a Power 5 school. Yes. And she's going to be successful. Oh, of course. And uh, so, again, for us being able to do both. It just it changes things, right? So now the good. Now let's talk about the bad. Let, let's talk about some of the things that you know that you're going to have to improve upon to get back to Rupp next year. Hmm. Um. Well, let's just start here. We lost Santa Foley. Now the average person in the gym might not understand what that means, but anybody that coaches or understands the eighth region knows what that kid means to us. And yeah. here's, here's, here's what she meant more than anything. She was the toughest little fart on our roster. What there, there's no, there's no second. Right. It's Foley. Right. Foley's an instigator. Mm-hmm. 
She she's you know you want you want contact chippy she, yeah she'll she'll give you give you a and contact say it, right? saying it mildly yeah right? yeah yeah but I mean I, I heard uh, Danny Ainge talk about Red Arbach mm-hmm. always loved instigators people that would stick their nose in there first yeah beat Simon Ken kid has sixteen rebounds she's five foot eight right she's five foot eight right sixteen rebounds against the number one rebounding team in the state to in my opinion right because if you look at the stats I don't know where they are. All that stuff is telling you the pace people are playing. That's that right. doesn't tell you what it is. Right. It they were the best rebounding team in the state. And she went to war. Sixteen rebounds. I have no idea how many jump balls. How many times she she couldn't get a hold of it and she would tip it out of bounds. That kid went to war. Right. And when you have that kid on your side, you you, you have an opportunity to be special. Right. Somebody's got to step up. And be that. Mm. Somebody's gotta somebody's gotta drive the ship. Mm. And and I think we have those people. But it, it it's easy to do this. Well, yeah. It's it, it's another yeah. thing entirely. That's right. To go walk that every single day. And that's the thing that the first and foremost that we have to do. And I think with the way our season did end. I think they're gonna when when we get some normalcy back. I I think they're chomping at the bit. I really do. Hungry. And, and well, matter of fact, uh, Sophie Smith, you know, she texted me the other day and she she did a hashtag revenge tour, and that's where they are. And they're gonna get their opportunities. Lord of mercy, our schedule. Whoever made that schedule's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we our first game's that Sacred Heart. Mm. And you know we're in the LIT. We're playing over in um, the uh, Republic Bank in Lexington. You know, Mercy's on the schedule. I mean, right. like we Franklin County. I mean, we're, we're you look at the top teams in the state of Kentucky, and they're showing up on our schedule a lot. And you know, so clearly we're not doing that to try to. You know, it's not it's not about winning every game. It's, even though when you're in that moment, it is right. But on a macro level, it's about growing. Absolutely. And 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 ha- having yourself refined by the fire, so to speak. Steel sharp and steel. You got that right. right? It, it, absolutely. What I want absolutely. Cupcake City for? No. Well, hey, I'm telling you, buddy, they're well, out there. Well, don't. Tr- but guess where they're not at? They're I, not at Rump. I, oh, I know, I know. And and they're going to sit back and they're going to talk about how they got 20 wins and and they'll bore the neighbors to tears about it. <laughs> but when they run into the better teams, uh-huh. Then, then, then it's well. So and so had a bad game. So and so, you know, whatever. Right. Exactly. And and you know, we were talking earlier about Amy and Owen County. That's one thing I respect about Amy so much. She's in a school. She doesn't act like it. No, she'll play anybody. I mean, she she's out there. You know, now there's some there's some teams she has to play because that conference they're in, in addition to their district. So I mean, there's, but. I don't know if you'd be shocked or not. I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of shocked, and I live in it. But there's very few teams in the eighth region that even play us. Oh yeah, very few. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I can easily count them on one hand. Sure. Well, here, here's the thing, though. Like, let's say your team A, we won't call anybody out, mm-hmm. but you're you're either going to win your district or you're going to be a district runner-up. Mm-hmm. There's a pretty decent chance you might see us. Right. If, even even if I mean. I played Mercy in years. I mean, we took a 40-piece at Mercy. Right. That ain't fun. Right. I, listen, 
I understand what it's like to go get your butt whipped by somebody, but how in the world can you say that you're chasing X, Y, and Z when you don't even know what it looks like? Because you're not. And that would be my point in regards yeah. to not playing you because we're not chasing what you're chasing. Yeah. Right. And, and, right, we, right, and yeah. we know that. Right. Right. And I'm not right. putting no schools out there, right, right. but we know we're not chasing that. So why would right, we want right. to jump off over in that? And, and to be fair, I mean, there's teams that we don't want to play in either. <laughs> I mean, let, let's just be honest <laughs> yeah. about it. But like, it, it's funny to me. And and a lot of this comes from uh, Mark Evans. I don't know if you know who mm-hmm. Mark is. You know, former coach at Mercy, still actually assistant coach and athletic director. In my estimation, Mark Evans is the best girls basketball coach I've seen. Really, phenomenal, phenomenal. And I'm lucky enough that Mark is a friend, and I talk to him a lot. Okay. And and he he's all all the time on me. Keep pushing keep making that schedule harder and harder and harder. And and just to be honest with you, when I first started doing that, I had a little backlash from it at home, not my house, but like in 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 Lawrenceburg. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, what in the world are you doing? And I, and, and I was like, I know what I'm chasing. I'm not going to get there trying to schedule 25 wins every season. I'm not. Mm-mm. And those teams expose something in you. Even if you win. Yeah. Even if you win. Yeah. They expose something in you. And those are the things that you use to make your team the best version of itself. Because, again, we were talking about that earlier. That's what we're all after. Right. My record, it doesn't matter. Was that the best version that they could be? Right. That's the question. That's, That's the, the key. only question. Yeah, yeah, that is the key. I mean, when people talk about, you know, in years past, we ran into Simon a lot, especially early in my career. And, you know, they beat us. And they're like, well, is, is it hard to get the monkey off your back? And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> On their roster, Division One point guard, they had one, two, three, they had four kids that played in the Mid-South who were sophomores or older, and then they had a couple others that went to smaller schools. Right. And you're telling me that, like, there's just this magical monkey <laughs> yeah. on my back? Like, like what Like what yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. Are we watching the same game? Right. And you just can't listen to that stuff. Right. You can't. Right. At the end of the day, you, I think you got to be honest with yourself. And I think you have to have people in your lives, coaches, that'll be honest with you right. and tell you the truth. Right. And, and and truth tellers are hard to come by. Yeah. yeah. That that they'll be honest with you and say, I think you underachieved here. Or right. I think this or that. And and those people are, are the people that are gonna help you grow. And so I, I mean that that's just that's just how I feel about you know, what, what we're after and what, what we're going for. We just want to be the best version of us. Right. In 2013, I thought we were the best version of us. I thought we would have won the next couple state tournaments. Here's the problem. We run into Michaela Epps and the best high school team that's ever come through the state. Right. Did we fail? 
No. You see what I'm saying? No, like, you like, didn't. Did we underachieve somehow because we ran into a team that had four kids yeah, with Division that, One offers? That Marion County team was – I mean, it's just it was ridiculous. Nuts. Yeah, stop it. So, um, you know, as, as a head coach, I think that's what you're after. You're like – Am I making my kids the best version of themselves? Right, right. And before we continue, a quick word to our sponsors. And that buzzer sound is the end of the first quarter. It's time for a word to our sponsors. We would like to thank Whitaker Bank for being a sponsor of the Capital City Cyclones program. Whitaker Bank, uniquely Kentucky. And we are back, Coach Malik, Cyclones Podcast. And we have Clay Birdwhistle, Anderson County girls basketball coach with us. So, Coach, let me ask you, um, with some of the restrictions being lifted, and mm-hmm. we just spoke about this, mm-hmm. how are you and your staff approaching trying to, I guess the best word is salvage the summer right, in relation right. to what you normally do? Well, right now I'm trying to figure out how I can help them succeed in AAU. That is the biggest thing for us right now. We, we've got – we have three seniors – that we need to make sure they're taken care of. Mm-hmm. So we, we got to figure out what camps they need to be at. We got to figure out how to get them ready to go play, even though we can't practice. So trying, trying to work on that. And then for the others, it's just trying to restore some normalcy. I, I honestly believe on the skill development and all this, I believe we can catch up. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about that piece of it. I do worry about, um, basically from the sophomores up especially that are going to go play in front of college coaches. You know you know how that goes. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. Right. So I'm 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 really nervous about how the rulings have come down mm-hmm. for those kids. Right. And I mean you you're talking about I mean th- think about this. We're talking about a million dollars here. Think about it that way. I mean, put it in that with, – with the number of kids that we have that could play at schools. Like, you go to Georgetown College, right? It's $52,000 a year. Right. So you're over $200,000 one kid. One kid. So if we're talking about a multitude of kids that are going to have opportunities to play at the next level, we're talking about maybe up to a million dollars. And 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 we can't go in a gym? Yeah. And and, and it's, and, it's fr- and again, I'm, I'm not critiquing people in Frankfurt or anybody else that are making decisions because they're doing the best they can. But as a high school coach, I, I'm pretty protective of those kids. And there's a lot of money on the line. And here's the truth. In that gymnasium, I can put the side goals in. I can take four kids in at one time. There's not a gym in the country that can socially distance more than I can. I paste it off. It's 40 feet. Right. So they at, 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 at least be 40 feet apart. And they could be working on a side goal at least – fine-tuning their craft. They can't have game experience of right course. now. But at least, you know, their ball handling, their shooting, all those things that they can control right. can be sharp. Well, and, and you look at it, and like a, like you said, I don't want to jump off into that spectrum of it, but right. you can easily socially distance in a gym than you can a restaurant. Right, or, or, or like, um, you know, I, I see these fitness places open. Right. I mean, and then you're dealing with the hygienic aspect of that. Yes, sir. Right. I, I, that's what I'm okay. saying. And, and so, and, and, here, and here's another thing, too. If I own a gym, I hope that they do what I say. Right. 
in Lawrenceburg, in that gym, they will do what I say. Like it's not, it's not going to be a debate. Exactly. And 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 I again, man, I, I'm not knocking Tack. I mean, I think Tack has been wonderful. I, I, I know he's working for us. I know he is. I'm not I'm not guessing. I know right. he is at, he, he's doing it in the board of controls. I know that they're want what's best for kids. So I, again, I'm not knocking them at all. But when you look at it from that kid's perspective, that's tough, man. I'm trying to go better myself and get free college. And this is my instrument right here that's really been taken away from me. So yeah, that's tough. So so um that's the biggest thing that I'm focused on right now is how do I protect those kids and how do I help those kids be the best they can be in a really tough circumstance. Right. The other part of it is talking to college coaches and make sure they understand we can't get in the gym. Yeah. Right. I mean, what you're seeing is what they've been doing in the backyard. Right. So you hope for the best and you hope that they do the things that they need to do. But as someone who's all about preparation, I really don't like them them being put in that situation. But it is what it is, and and, and most people are in the same boat, so that's what we got. Well, and it builds resolve, and and that's the character test, too. Do do you let this break you down, or do you let this motivate you to be greater? Absolutely, no question. Right. Now, before I ask you this next question, I want to play something for you. Okay. Who has, or people or person, been that biggest role model in regards to influencing not only your life as a coach, but your life, period. I learned a lot uh, from watching Anderson County Girls this year from Clay Birdwhistle. Um, you know, great program. Watching them, I watched them practice a couple times, picked his brain a lot. I even took one of his offense that we ended up running in the regional tournament um, from him. So just trying to learn from a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different types of people has been really good for me. Now, that was Blake Trailer, um, newly appointed assistant coach over at Shelby County. Um, how does that make you feel, not only knowing that you're touching the lives of these young athletes, but you're also touching the lives of these young coaches? Let's start here. Shelby County hit a home run. Sounds like a good one to me. Oh, my gosh. If you're around him any time at all, how, how do you not believe in that guy? I'm telling you. Telling you, and, and listen, he's in my district for Pete's sake. So <laughs> Brian Hyatt might kick my tail over this, but yeah. he he's going to do big things. Period, period. And I and I hope I hope the people of Shelbyville understand what they got and understand it's going to take a little time. But if they ride with him, if they give him opportunity and give him a little time. I'm telling you. How, 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 how would you not want to play for that guy? You, you, you interview, you spend some time with him. Yeah. If you interact with him, how do you not want to play for that guy? Magnet. Oh, my gosh. Magnet, man. You know, I believed in what he was saying. Oh, my gosh. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm 43 and my six-pack's now a keg, but I'll, I'll go play for That's him. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. But um, what an honor. What an honor. To have somebody of the caliber of Blake feel that way about you, yeah. but it, but it also it kind of reveals pulls back the curtain a little bit on what most people don't understand as coaches. 
you know, John Howie's in my district. You think I hate John Howie? No. Oh, my gosh. John's my guy. I want him to win every game except for a couple. Uh, Amy, you, you think you think I don't call and talk to Amy? Yeah. Um, and we, we all borrow from another. Um, we all are trying to get perspectives from from each other. We're all and and, it's, and here's here's the thing about the people, at least the ones I surround myself with. It's not about them, right? That's that that again. That's why that that I say kid. He's younger than me, but <laughs> yeah. he's a grown yeah. man. But that's why he's going to be successful. And that's that's why you know John Howie. You talk about when you when you're on here, you play that to him. You talk about someone who has done one of the most underrated jobs in the state of Kentucky. People have no idea what that guy's done. Right. He has built it from the ground up. There was a time I was responsible for scouting Spencer County, and I couldn't tell you three of their players' names. <laughs> I swear to you. I swear to you. Right. We beat them as bad as we want to beat them. And, and I mean – we we won a game like ninety to twelve and 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 did not press one second in the second half. Mm. I mean, like the job he's done and what he's building down there. Right. If people don't know, they're going to find out real quick. Yeah. Because those young kids aren't so young anymore. That's right. And just to see people like that, people like John, people like Blake, Amy, um, Mark Clinkenbird. Clinkenberg, Clinkenbeard, excuse me, <laughs> at uh, Walton. Like, there's tons of these people around us that they're they're doing some really big things. But what makes it special to me is I know their hearts. It's not about them. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, they're doing they're doing big things in a quiet way. Absolutely, they're not, they're not doing big things with the bells and whistles going off every corner of their turn. They don't have to tweet it how good they are. That's right. They're invested in the process, and, and I know for a fact when you speak of Amy, because I've been around her program mm -hmm. for a couple of years. They're invested in the process, and that to me speaks volumes. Oh my gosh! And and just just watching their programs grow, because I mean we can't we really can't control our talent. But you can control your process. That's right. And watching them build their processes. And um, I actually talked to Blake. Uh, um, funny story. I was listening to it, and I sent him a funny text. Yeah. And I was like, man, I got to get an autograph. <laughs> you're a big shot now. And he said, keep listening. Right. And it wasn't 10 minutes. Here's the best part. It wasn't 10 minutes later. I, I had it on speaker. I was, I was walking to the house doing some stuff. And I set it down on the dresser because I had to change clothes because I was going to go stain something. And... That's when he said that. Oh, okay. And my right. wife was like, did you really come in here and set that down so you could hear? And I was like, no, 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 that's not what it was about. Right. And she's like, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I, I look stupid now. I'm going to sit here and be quiet. So, Coach, with, with that being said, now let me ask you, mm -hmm. who's been that role model, person, people that have influenced your life, Not not just – your personal life, but also your coaching life. Um, when they when they say it takes a village, I'm that guy. Mm. I I have so many people that I could never even dream of mentioning them all. You know, I, I've talked about my uncle Jerry, who got me started, has helped me immensely. Um, Tony Case, obviously, 
big one. Mark Evans um, has been great to me. Um, when I first started, uh, ooh, it's hard to talk about. Yeah. Um, when I first started, Bob Osborne was the first guy in my name. Right. Now, now understand what the JV coach, what the lead assistant. I was at the other end of the bench. And he knew my name. Right. And uh, if you knew Bob, you knew how empowering of a person he was. And, uh, you, know, I had, you know, Bob and then Frank Wright used to be at South Oldham. Uh, Todd Gilly was at Henry County. Randy Meffert, Carroll, and then at Gallatin. But th- that old guard kind of took me in as one of their own. Mm. And... Uh, that was a huge, huge thing. And and then Bob specifically, um, for years, just those conversations, sitting and scouting or um, talking on the phone. And um, I remember telling him, I was like, when I get the head job, you're coming to Lawrenceburg. And uh, he uh, he's like, you know, we'll do that one day. So I got the head job and... Uh, the next year, he he retired, and I'm like, all right, come on. He's like, man, I can't go right now. Give, give me give me a minute. So right. he took a year, hated it. When you're a coach, and especially when you're a coach's coach, you know what I mean? But yeah. Yes. Yes. When, like there's people that coach, and then and then and there's the people that that's who they are. Right. It's it's ingrained in their DNA. Yes. And he's like, man, I'm just miserable. And I was like, you need to come on. So. uh it's uh, spring. He agrees to come on. That summer, something's wrong with his shoulder. By July, we knew there was something wrong. Right. By fall, we knew it was LS. And he offered to um, step away. I was like, absolutely not. Come right. On. Come on. And uh, we we never talked about it. If we did, we made fun of it. Yeah. I mean, he came at one point. He had to use a walker, and uh, people would you know kind of make a comment. And I was like, if he thinks he's getting out of sweeping the floor, he's lost his mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, we're going to hook the push mop to the front of that walker. And, but um, we lot. Then we we get through the season. We lose to Simon in a game that God, I give anything to have back, and. Um, Felt like I failed him, right? Because he ne- he coached uh, thirty seven years. I lose the number. I never got to a state tournament, right? And that was my job. Yeah, that was my job. Yeah. And uh, so after the fact, you know, I, I I apologized to him. Of course, he ripped my head off. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. But I look back and it. And and I realized at the end of the season, there's no way he could do this two seasons. It was, right. it was one and done. Right. And I was bitter because, I mean, that that's that's the guy that's always been so good to me. Always. I mean, I, I was I was fortunate enough in my first year to be <clears throat> voted eighth region coach of the year by the in the KBC. Bob Osborne was sitting right behind my parents. He was sitting with Gilly and Frank right now, and all those guys were happy for me. 
Bob was proud of me like I was his. Yeah. And uh, at the funeral, his son shakes my hand, puts something in my hand. I look down and says, whistle. He's like, Dad had two sons. And I was so lucky to get that season. Right. And and that that's, you know, obviously I wanted 10 years of it or more. But I was so lucky to get that season. And and we did not finish the job. But here here's the thing. And you can you can't change this. Those kids saw greatness, saw courage, saw toughness every single day. And they learned from a first-hand account, life's not fair. That's right. It's not. And much of life, you have no control over it. It just happens. But you have control over how you respond to it. He chose to be positive. That's right. He chose not to feel sorry for himself. They'll take that to their grave. And so I know that's a really long answer for, you know, that is one person that just, he changed my life. He changed my life. And there's a there's a bunch in, that I, I could throw out there. But that season means so much to me because I got to be coached, me, by a coach's coach. Right. Who's Who's been through it. That's right. And um, it, it, it was special. And uh, I'm, I'm just thankful I had the opportunity. Right. And before we move on, first and foremost, rest in peace, Mr. Bob Osborne. And with that, we're going to take our final break. After the break, we're going to find out what has been the most rewarding thing about coaching for Clay and also what are his career goals. You're listening to the Cyclones Podcast, a component of the Capital City Cyclones Sports Program Incorporated, a 501c3 nonprofit that promotes skill development in youth and high school basketball. If you would like information in regards to donating, sponsorship, or becoming a volunteer, please check out our Facebook page at Capital City Cyclones. And we are back, the Cyclones podcast. So, Coach, up to this point in your career, what has been the most rewarding thing about coaching for you? I mean, it's the kids. It's not even close. It's not even close. Um, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough that you know, at the middle school level, I was able to win the state title there. Um, I think we've won 11 out of the last 12 districts, something like that, whatever it is. I've been on, on the bench for four regional championships, <clears throat> and it's the kids. It's not even close. It's not even close. And I've been able to see the game change a kid's life forever. A kid that maybe struggles a little bit in high school, when you see them graduate from college and you know that you had something to do with that, what's bigger? What's bigger than that? There's nothing. There's nothing. Um, 
to interact with kids and um, just hear them talk about to other people, not forgetting you're in the room, about how they, they just panic if they're not 15 minutes early. That's life-changing. Yeah. Toughness. Yeah. Learning how to push through things that seem impossible. Right. To know that we can use this medium to impact a teenager for the rest of their life you, it is an amazing and awesome responsibility. But it's just that. It's a responsibility. That's right. You can't cheat them. That's right. And, you know, there's days that it's it would be easy to mail it in on a practice. It'd be easy to let things go. But you're cheating them. That's right. And wa- watching them come back and talk about how it changed their life getting a call at 4 o'clock in the morning. What an amazing compliment. Think about it. When, when their world is in shambles, you're the person that gets that call. Been there. Yeah. Been I mean, there. How, how, yeah. How, how amazing is that? Yeah. That they call anybody. Call you. That's right. And um, there's, there's nothing that will touch it. There's nothing that will ever touch that. And um, I actually feel sorry for people that don't get that, that are trying to pad stats and build a resume and all this other stuff. I'll say it PG. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. But I feel sad for them. Yeah. Because they're missing it. Right. And, and it's, it's a blessing that – I mean, you think about it. With, with, with my kids, uh, basketball kids, I spend more time with them than anybody in my life other than my wife and children. And you may, and, and you still may trump them with the players. Yeah. You, yeah, it, yeah. You know, in the grand scheme. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't want to act like that there's not people in it for the wrong reasons because I know that's not, that's not the case. Right. But there's a lot of good people. A lot. A lot. And people don't understand. And... I, I, I get a little hot under the collar when I hear – I mean, fans are going to do it because that that's just what they do. But when I hear administrators or people in central office making comments about a coach and you have no idea what they do, none. Surface. None. Surface level. There's, I mean, with, with a lot of – there's nobody in the school there more than them. And and they were like, "What's well, just to win a game?" If you think that, yeah, well, you, you, you're you're missing the point. Or hopefully, it's not the case. Whoever you're talking about has missed the point. But like, what the opportunities we're given, it, it's it's a wonderful burden. That's right. But yeah. it's a responsibility, and, yeah. you, and, and, and you got to carry it because if you don't, again, you've you've missed it. You've you, you've missed the whole the whole point of this. I mean, why why, why do we even have this? Stuff? That's right. That's right. Why, why why do we why 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 do school systems invest in extracurriculars the way they do? When when you think about it, because and and that's the reason I I got a little I got a little upset some of these um, 
other districts that were laying off coaches mm-hmm. because they weren't sure about their season. Right. If you think I only work during my season, I got some land I want to sell you. Plenty of it. Do you know what I'm saying? Plenty and, and, of it. And what 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 a what an amazing coach can do for kids' mental health. What a what what a coach can do for for their course and and keeping them there. I mean, again, it's 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 an amazing responsibility. Yeah. And and that's the that's the thing that I wish more people knew. How many coaches go home and they're on the phone for two hours with a kid, and it has nothing to do with basketball. Nothing. Nothing. But they but they need that. That's right. And and I needed it. And I, I have two wonderful parents. Right. But I needed that. That's like right. like it. I'm I'm a it takes a village guy. Right. And to have somebody positive in your kid's life. I mean, what what a, what a wonderful opportunity! And I have four daughters, and I and I've been lucky. I've had teachers and coaches and people that, that are involved in the educational system that have stood in the gap for them. But that but that's what this is about. If it's not what, if it's not what, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, twenty years from now. Ain't nobody going to tell you what year we did this and what did, what year we did that. And all it's going to be to, to, to the majority of the people is a sticker on a banner. That's it. That's all it is. That's it. So what does the kid take from it? What do they get out of this? What does their blood, sweat, and tears buy them? Yeah, a lot more than basketball. When Absolutely. When you're dealing with Coach Malik and when you're dealing with Coach Bird Whistle. Yeah. I, used to, um, I used to be kind of upset. Because people or coaches or whoever wouldn't invest the way I invested. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, I feel sorry for you Absolutely. that you don't get to enjoy Absolutely. what I get Absolutely. to enjoy. And, and, and it's very few. That's right. I honestly believe that. I believe most people are there for the right reasons. But watch when they lose. That's right. When they lose, what do they do? That's right. When they lose, watch. And, and he'll, he'll tell. Hey, when we're winning, it's sunshine and rainbows. Of course, of when course. When we're winning, it, it, I mean, we're all skipping and we're all happy, and, and, and you know, everything's good. Watch when they lose. Let, let me give you a prime example before we move on, Coach. Our program is not based around elite players. Mm-hmm. We've got a program in the state that takes care of that. Sure, I don't want to compete with you on that level. Sure. I, and, and as a matter of fact, you know, some of the travel teams that go play under EYBL, I don't even want to compete with you on that level. Right. I want the kids don't nobody want. Yeah. I want them kids. Yeah. Let us have them. Let us work with them. Let us put our blood, sweat, and tear in them. And then when they get to that level, they can say, guess where they came from. I, I, there's no doubt, and nobody wanted though. You, you no, know, and, and that, that everybody was, wants a star. That that's that's the thing. You know, listen, I, I'm I like Kentucky Premier. I like what they do. I like the I like the opportunities that they afford kids, and they have done a phenomenal job of that. Yes. So what I'm saying is not taken away from them whatsoever. I've I've did an interview on. But but what what are we going to do? For the kid that's trying to break into a varsity lineup or, or make a middle school team. 90% of the kids that play boys or high, girls high school basketball in this area will not 
play Division One basketball. That's not me not believing in them. That's just the facts. Oh, I mean, and it's higher than that. I mean, you're talking about 99. And, and, right? And, and may, maybe, maybe 6% of them will get anything. But, uh, so you're just going to throw them to the side? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and, and here's the thing. Like, again, I'm an old middle school coach. Right. I believe in the middle school experience. Exactly. I believe in that. Yes. Because I know when, you know, one year we had 22 seventh graders. Now, that's industrial grade dumb. Yeah. Like, like yeah. we, 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 we – Coach, you were soft that year. Why, you were soft. I went, I went the seventh grade coach, <laughs> oh, okay. and, and, and I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, that's just – I mean – That's just simple. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So – but we know out of that, four is a big number. Mm-hmm. Four is a big number. Yeah. It, out of 22, there's four there Yeah, on senior night. Mm-hmm. It's a huge class. Right. So what's our responsibility to the 18? You don't kick them to the curb? No. All that stuff will take care of itself. That's right. There's something to be said. Like my uh, second daughter, uh, she just graduated. She's the worst middle school basketball player in the history of the world. <laughs> if I'm lying, I'm dying. Kind of like my son. I, I, mean, I mean, Lord of mercy. <laughs> I mean, she couldn't hit the floor. She fell on it. I mean, <laughs> she's bad. <laughs> right. But you know what? She loved every second of it. That's right. And here's the thing. In between the years, she might have been the best on the team. Right. And she would come home, and she would tell me, Daddy, I know I'm not good enough, but here's how I can help the team. Right. There's something to be said for, for these two things. There's something to be said about maximizing your ability. Boom. And there's something to be said about taking your role and being a superstar in your role. That's right. Do what and you do good. Everybody can't be the superstar. Do what you do good. That's right. And and and, and that's the thing that I, we owe it to every level. Right. Well, and that's why I think so many middle school coaches miss. You want to go grab the kids that can already play, but you got a kid, say for example, like your daughter, who can help you, and you can help her grow. Yeah. But they don't get the opportunities. They sit uh, over. I, listen, I, you're, you're gonna get me on soapbox. But okay, so I'm yeah, let me, coach. <laughs> let, let me. Let me. But I, I'm just saying from from a coach who values skill development. Oh my gosh! I, and now when I say value skill development, I mean that's what our program is based mm-hmm. on, Clay. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I just don't like kids coming through element. When you start being competitive, you need to start being developed. Yeah. That's my theory. Are you playing competitive basketball? Yes. Then you need to start being developed. 100%. Right? 100%. Now, with, with that, if you start that development process when it's supposed to be started and it's equal, now is everybody going to progress at the same rate? No. no. But you give everybody the same tools and sure. they get to work with them the way they work with them. Preach. I mean, I, And here, here's the thing. When, when I was a middle school coach, the first hour, every person. Every. Got, Equal reps. Every. Every person. Now, we, we we would start out and we would do stationary ball handling, 15 minutes. I mean, I know the stuff. I mean, like the kids, it, here's what would be funny. If I could get a kid that never played high school ball, that just played middle school ball, come in here, they could tell you our practice schedule. Because <laughs> yeah. it is sure didn't change. <laughs> they're going to come in. They're going to have stationary ball handling 15 minutes. Then we're going to get on side goals. And we're going to be on side goals for about 20 minutes. And, and we and they have a routine that they do on the side goals. They're going to do layups. They're going to do uh, block to block, miking, um, transition dribble, all these different things. And then we're going to come back and we're going to do full court ball handling. Right. 
And then we're going to do a transition. Right. And then we're going to go back and we're going to shoot. Right. Minimum an hour every single day of that. It has to be and, that. And, and here's the thing that, that people don't understand. What do you think my high school practice looks like? The, the exact same thing. I'm telling you, if we're cutting parts off practice, it's going to be scheme. Yeah. It ain't going to be no skill development. Because if you think about it, if if every kid got this much better at a skill, when you put that together, how big is that? That's a big. That's a big jump. Do you see what I'm saying? That's like right. if if every kid throughout the throughout the season, let's say they move their three point percentage, for example, four to five percent throughout the season. Yeah. What does that do for us scoring points per game? I mean, do you, do you see what I'm saying? Right, and, yes. and, and, and if everybody becomes 8% better at defense. Right. If you take 8% off what people are putting on us, I mean, and, and again, that's what we, that's the, that's the world we were living in. Exactly. I, I forget what the number is, but like the last seven, eight games of the season, nobody broke with 40 on us. Right. And we don't walk it up. Well, and, and I think I, I seen on Twitter a few weeks ago, Joey Thacker, um, Franklin County's mm-hmm. girls head coach said, um, I, I don't know it word for word, but he basically said, um, are, are these kids going to, if I go in a huddle in the regional final and I say, do you remember that play we practiced nine months ago? Do you think they're going to remember that? But they still know how to pass and shoot. Sure, and, sure, sure. Right? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. You, you know. I mean, to, to me, it, my honest opinion June high school summer basketball is more for the coaches than the kids. Oh, there's no question about and, and that. And here's what I mean by that. It's the first time you have all your ingredients together mm-hmm. and you're trying to figure out how it works together. Right. What what works here, what works there, and and you're trying different lineups and you're seeing this and that. Right. And, and it's just it's trying to get as much data as possible. Mm-hmm. Now I know there's summertime warriors that are going to tell me what their summertime record is, and like who cares, right? Right. But at least what we try to do, I, those games are more for me, even for them, because I want to have from the end of June to October to take that data and try to figure out how do we hit the ground running October fifteenth. Coaches are scientists, man. Oh, absolutely. I gotta go. Let me get this now. I gotta take us back to the lab. Yeah. And. You know, put this try to put this formula together so when we do get started, you you know, oh yeah, coaches it, are scientists. Well, man. It's, 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 I mean, for, I can't you know, I can't speak for other people, but like people have come up to me and said, uh, "Man, I really like uh, your all system," and I'm like, "I don't know what you're talking about." My first year, I can't make this up. My starting lineup was five foot one, five foot three, five foot five, five foot six, five foot seven. Do you think that we played the same way as we played this past it's, season? It's impossible. I mean, it, it, it's it's ridiculous to even think that that's the case. Right. But, but, or whatever you're doing is based on fundamentals, then it looks like a system. There you go. If if we teach kids how to pass, catch, shoot, and dribble. <laughs> that's right. If we teach kids how to play in transition. I mean, you think, you think about this. You coach a lot of games. Yeah. I heard Hubie Brown say this, and it's it's phenomenal. Changed my life. You go and you take you take your uh, game film and you watch it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and on one side of the paper, you're going to put transition, putbacks, okay? Yeah. And on the other side – or in steals. And on the other side, you're going to put how many points you score off your man-to-man offense. Right. 
Now, you know what that's going to be. It's going to be three to one, four to one to the other. Easy, right? right? Easy. So, look at your practice schedule. Does it does it reflect that? Nine times out of ten, I would. Now, I haven't sat in on uh, a lot of mm -hmm. high school practices around the state, mm -hmm. but what I see when I sit in on the majority of practices are half court offense. Yeah, half court man yeah. offense at that. Man offense at that. We're not even, you know, we might touch on zone a couple of sets, but we're focused man offense, right? right? We're not practicing transition except for the occasional three-man weave at the beginning of practice. Right. And, and, and here's something I kind of figured out along the way. My second year as head coach, we couldn't play man. Mm. We could do it a little bit. But, again, what, what are we doing? Well, what's, what, what's our goal? Try to the best version of what we can be, right? That's right. So – do I want to put them in what I think is best? Or do I want to put them in their best chance for them to be successful? Right. I, I hated 2-3's home. I'm using the word hate. Right. I had never, and I mean never, done it in, at that point, nine and a half years. Right. But that was the best opportunity for my kids. Right. Here's what you learn, being a zone cook. And we did it for like three or four years straight. That's all we did. Because that's what we could do at an elite level. Right. We could play man and beat Sisters of the Poor, but that's not who we're after. Mm -mm. Right? So when you when you do that for a couple of years, here's what you find out. Most high school programs have two to three man continuities. They have probably eight to ten, if not more, specials to get them in those continuities. And against two, three zone, they're getting a one, three, one. That's Done. it. Done. That's it. <laughs> That's it. And, and so so it not not only does it um help your kids be successful, well it makes it easy for you. Oh my gosh. I mean I, I ain't gotta do nothing. We know what set you coming out of here. We we, we, we were <laughs> I mean we we would joke about it. Like coming into this past season, it's like, man, we're gonna have to start working again. Yeah, as a joke. <laughs> right. Because I mean and and I, I'm oversimplifying. Well, of course, right, of right. course. But I'm telling you, it's as someone who scouted man to man teams for almost a decade, and then someone who reversed course and and scouted zone offenses for four years. <laughs> well, it's night and day. And, yeah, and 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 again, we're a little different on it. Well, we we, we have a little different philosophy on it. But um, you'll laugh. But I still basically our our zone defense is based off a quote from Mike Tyson. Mm. Everybody's got a plan to get hit in the mouth. Right. We pressure oh, yeah. hard and, and, out of a 2-3. Most people don't, and that's okay. I'm not saying I'm better than their worst. Right. But the, in order to talk me into this, I wanted to be in people's shorts. Well, you had to, and I think that's why um, when I watched on the region against Owen County, now the mm -hmm. first half was kind of – it was – kind of a standstill but mm -hmm. it was that zone that made it a standstill mm -hmm. you, you know what i mean mm -hmm. now if they could have hit a shot or two it might have been a little bit more interesting but mm -hmm. y'all suffocated them with the pressure in the second half yeah and, and and you have to give up stuff i mean uh fergie went off but I, I, i'm not gonna say nothing about fergie that's that's a pupil of mine i, I know i know who it is i, know, I mean Hey, hey, she can play. Yeah, she's going to be tough. There's no, there's, no, there's no doubt. Yes. No doubt. But the the other side of the coin is what we were trying to do 
is when they when they caught a ball, we were up in them. Now, yeah. So what do you have to give? Well, you, you gotta give something. You have to give that up every now and, and then. And and now give Fergie credit. She 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 was she kept them in that game. Yes. Um, making plays, but um, you know we watched uh, Wood Woodyard. I think is one that hit it like mm-hmm. uh, hit like six threes in the game before or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's close. Um, I know the Smith kid was much improved. Uh, and and I, I know if she has time to set her feet, that she can knock that thing down. I mean, clearly Lexi's a handful. Uh, oh yeah. So you know, not only do we have to crowd her, we have to direct her where we want her. Yes. And then the biggest thing is, you know, we we just told them if they put the ball in the air, it's 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 disrespectful. Right. So anytime they threw a cross court pass, even we didn't get them all clearly. Well, of course. But but we were making them think about it. Right. And and. And that's that's hard to do with a level the level of kid Owen's got, and two, I mean the coaching staff they have there they do a, a phenomenal job, and um, I mean it it, it was a, like the first half especially was a slugfest. Right. I, mean, I I wanted to say it was like you you probably remember better than I did like twenty one to ten or twenty two ten twenty two ten something like that, yep. and um. I was I was impressed with their adjustments on on defense. They were ready. Yeah, they they did they but did a great it job. It goes back to what you said earlier in the conversation. You don't know you don't know what's gonna happen until you get hit in your mouth, and that's what that pressure does. Yeah. Boom! One time, okay, we're gonna come back. Boom! Now I'm stumbled a little bit, and yeah. and then it just hits you all at once. Bang! Now yeah. you're down by twenty. Yeah, and 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 the thing about it is like when we originally did this. We were trying to take our weaknesses and turn it to a strength. So here's what I mean by that: we had we had guards that were a full step slow. Okay. Yeah. So we knew they're going to get beat. Mm-hmm. We know. We know without a shadow of a doubt if right. they're going to pressure the basketball, they are going to get beat. Right. So how do we take that and make it our strength? It was kind of an evolution into that, but that's that's what we found, and that worked for us. Right, and, and me and Gordon, Gordon Miles did a uh, we did a show going into the region, and uh, he was like, "What what's your analysis?" I said, "They're gritty, man, and they they play with a chip." That, that and I like that. I like mm-hmm. chips. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be arrogant and obnoxious no. to know. Look, I'm out here for something. Sure. You got what I want. Absolutely. I need that. Absolutely. Now, you can fight for it. Sure. But just know that I'm not giving up. No. And, and that's what I got when I the few times I got to watch y'all play. And even in the um the against the last game against Franklin County mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. here, it's that grittiness that got you through. I, mean, I, I need that. I, yeah, man, I'm the, not the, leaving here without that. Yeah, yeah. And 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 that that is taught. Yeah. That's and, and, and when I say that, I'm not sticking my chest. No, I, that's not. I don't. I don't want it to sound that way. But let's just be honest: of the demographic we have coming through, it's not kids that have struggled a lot in their life. Right. Now there's some, but overwhelmingly, it's not. Right. And a lot of them are coming from great families, but they haven't ever been allowed to struggle. Yeah. They've never been allowed to fail. Right. That's what we try to teach from sixth grade up. Right. And, you know, we were talking, I can't remember if it was on this or earlier, but we are talking about, like, conditioning and stuff. 
I can get them in conditioning. Right. And it can condition much easier than what we do. But that's not the point. Mm -mm. The point of that isn't the condition. The point of it is, can you fail and push? Right. That's how that stuff's developed. That's right. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm big on that stuff. I like d determination, grit, toughness. Right. It's becoming lost. Oh, yeah. It's becoming lost. Yeah. And, and I, I know I sound old when I say stuff like well, that. But I mean, even in, in the 15 years I've been here, it, it, it's something that I'm not going back. Like when I told you when I first started, I hated it. That's why. Right. I'm, I'm not going back. Nah, nah. Well, and, and I tell, I tell, we, we spoke upon a couple of these players, Natalie Smith from Owen County and uh, mm -hmm. Gracie Fergus from Owen County. You know, they, those are um, two constants in regards to me working with them. But if we get into a um, session or whatnot and I don't see you making mistakes and I see you comfortable, you know what I'm going to tell you? Make a mistake. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? You want me? To, yeah, I want you to make a mistake because if you're not making mistakes, you're not growing. Yeah, you got to quit that. You're, you're making my job harder. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, let me ask you this. Let's look forward a little bit. Okay. And, and I know this is going to be probably harder than normal mm -hmm. under the circumstances. But uh, what, what, can we, what can we expect next year from the Anderson County girls um, basketball team? Um, I think, I hope that you see just what we always are. You might beat us, but we're going to fight. Yeah. We're going to fight. Yeah. We're going to play hard. We're going to play together. Yeah. Um, you know, you you won't see very many kids on our teams put up video game type numbers because you're going to be on the floor with five kids who can play. Right. Or four kids who can play. And um, I hope that, you know, those, those things are just foundational pieces. You, then you're going to see it. But what – what I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see a group of kids that are pissed off at what was taken. Yeah. And, you know, like, like we are just talking about, pain, failure, having things taken from you. If you let it, it makes you a whole different animal. Right. And I think you're going to see us hungry. I, I don't think... You'll see us being complacent by any means. And, like, they don't want to just win it. I mean, they, they, they want to go through and just they, – they want to show who they are. Yeah. And um, and that's it, – it's special, especially when you consider I've got three unsigned seniors. Mm. That's the things most people don't talk about. Right. Right. That, that, that's, a, that's a real thing. Right. right. That's a reality. I mean, and, and, and they come from great families. But make no mistake about it. Do you, do you think that it's never said to them, you need to shoot more if we can get this, this up? Yeah, of course. And, and I'm not saying their parents are, but like, that's said to it's them part from, of, from somebody. It's part of it. From somebody. Yeah, of course. And to see those kids, and as you saw it last year, and, I, and I, I, I'm excited about it this year, to see those kids say, I, I know this, but I, I choose my team. I choose winning. That's right. And they're going to make some college coach look really, really smart. Because they're not going to put up the numbers that some of these other, other uh, teams put up. Right. One, we don't play the schedule that allows it. 
And two, we don't play a style that allows it. Right. And when a style like we're more free flowing than that, um, but I, that that's the big thing. I, I want them to come back hungry, and again, you know, this isn't a shot at people that put us on lockdown by any means, but an opportunity that we had worked a long time for was pulled out from underneath us, and and they're going to come back. And they're going to come back, and they, and I know there's a lot of really good teams with really good coaches that all have the same ideas, right? And and that's what it should be, right? But I think you'll see them come back with a a hunger, maybe that's even a little different than what it was last year. I mean, I, I thought we got in that regional tournament. I mean. They're almost foaming at the mouth. Some games. Yeah, they were know? different. They were they were different, especially on the defensive side of the ball, like yeah, we talked about. Yeah, they, yeah, they were different. Um, I, I tell you what, Coach, and, and I want to thank you, thank you for joining us. And I'm laughing because me as a spectator and a uh, lover of sports. I get to watch it. Now, I don't know if these other schools are looking forward to, <laughs> <laughs> to, to Anderson, but I sure am looking well, forward I, I to it. it. And, and, you know, um, we want to wish you and the program continued success. And, and like I said, man, I hope that next year ends in, in the same location because, you know, now I can – I got a reason to buy a ticket and come yeah, on Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get you a T-shirt. We'll yeah, take care of yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So to everyone listening, um, thanks for being a part of the Cyclone Nation. Please share with a friend, relative, or colleague. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe, comment, and leave a review. For Clay Burwhistle, I'm Coach Malik, Cyclones Podcast. <laughs>